From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Hey, welcome in, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. The things we talk about before the mics go on. Well, we were talking about Bill George missing out on a great opportunity to purchase a a vehicle. But uh, speaking of people, I am Braden. That is Jonathan, and that is Bill George, and that is Aaron behind the glass. And a voice missing on the air is probably either A, still driving, or B, no. It, it, he probably stopped in Panasowski. Who? Up Stop, there. Stopped where? He made a stop. About, he, he had to check the feeders. About three, mile marker 321 <laughs> <laughs> on 75. Uh-huh. And he's probably sitting there for the opening day a buck. You think so? It's Glenn. Yeah, but, you know, he said he was driving back from Illinois and he was going to be back home by, uh, Late Friday night, early Friday morning, somewhere between the two. All I can say is, is I knew where his wife has been while he's been out of town. Okay, because she's driving around with the truck; it's yeah, all wrapped. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, everybody's. Uh, yeah, I saw Glenn coming down and out. No, he wouldn't have. He's we in said, Illinois. He's, we went uh, went out to dinner. Um, I want to say was it Saturday night or. Uh, one of the Saturday or something, but my daughter's birthday was Monday mm-hmm. and we went out to dinner for her and I, you know, we have our little group text and I'm going to be back this time and I'm going to be this and I'm going to be that. And we went to Carabas in Plant City and I was walking to the now old Sunnies because I had the truck and trailer, the tractor on it. And it was a uh, way easier to park over there with all the big rigs. So as I'm walking out down the road, I look back and I see the wrap truck and I'm like, what? Holy crap. <laughs> that was fast. Damn. Must not have got too and much. Then, no. up there. And then I pulled up and see the truck go by and there's Ginger in the driver's seat. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's always that way. But. Well, I know he's supposed to be back and I, I talked to him this week. <clears throat> he didn't give me any information on what has been uh, taken or used or uh, abused or anything, but he did slip up because usually he likes to keep it a secret till he gets here, but he did slip up and he's like, all right, well, I'm going to call Bill a little bit later. I just got done with the dough. And so I'm I was like, ah, at least I know he's got that in the, <laughs> in the cooler. <laughs> I don't know what else he's got hidden away, but I know he's got at least, at least one dough somewhere, or it could have been somebody else's. I don't, I, you know, I don't know. You never know. He's always one to jump in there and help out. So. He could have been cleaning somebody else's little female. Well, we so. know uh, how he acts with panfish, so I'm pretty sure if somebody shot a doe and just even hinted to the fact that they didn't want to <laughs> mess with it. Man, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Bring her on over here. Come here. You go over and give her a little kick and go, so you, you going to keep that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you keep it or you want to get rid of it because I can help you for that. Well, uh, if he's back, we hope he's back. And if he's out in the woods, I hope he gets something good this morning. Because, man, it feels great outside today. Yes. What was it over there in your neck of the woods, you guys? 50, I think 60-something. 55 degrees 55 when I got in this morning. Wow. You must have been know. near some water, Bill. 
No, I didn't, I didn't really pay a lot of attention to it. So. I walked out this morning and I was like, oh, man. This, I, I this turned is around, nice. I walked out, and I said, man, I could be in a tree stand right now. Yeah, I, I said the same thing. I said, we should all be in a tree stand somewhere today <laughs> <laughs> because it felt really, really good. But and, the difference is, I'm paying for someplace nice to go to sit in a tree well, that, stand. That's true. Well, uh, speaking of that, uh, I think uh, my son's. Scope should be in today. I think it's, uh, I've been tracking it, so I think it's arriving today, and I got a mount for it yesterday, so I'll be uh, mounting the scope up and getting it ready, wow. and then, and then uh, I figured I'd uh, hand him off to you, so I'll see him in a month or two. I, I, uh, I turned around. I did get the word that there's a, at least one doe tag waiting for me. I don't want to. At least one? Could be more. Could be more. <laughs> so. We may take him out. He and wants to shoot if a hog. The, if the pig doesn't come by and a doe does, kaboom! He has a choice to make. Clack. He no. He has a choice. Mm, okay. He can continue to wait. We like choices. Or he could. This is like the Baskin Robbins of hunting. What are you talking about? Yeah, Thirty-one flavors walking by. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to shoot today, boy? I don't know. There's a squirrel right there. See if you can head shoot him with that seven oh eight. <laughs> Leave no. something behind. Okay. Okay. Actually, to, he's really looking forward to squirrels this year. So. To, to quote one of my friends that harass that I like, we uh, harass each other on Marco Polo that does a TV show. I would pay money to see that on camera. You know, of course, this thing is the harass the dude on TV is that uh, he's got a big TV show and all that stuff like that. And he told him he goes hundred dollars for the first spike on camera with a recovery and of course the guy's hunting in like prime location <laughs> monster bucks everywhere <laughs> about one spike that's actually pretty funny if you do it the other way around you reverse it down button buck is worth five grand let's yeah. see you get it bring it in that'll be good yeah this mama run off when you shot him one of those deals yeah well it's all gonna be good today i know there's lots of people headed out i know a lot of people were um Scrambling madly looking for muzzleloader supplies. Oh, gosh. It seems to be in short supply throughout the entire Tampa Bay area. If you uh, know of any place that may have some uh, muzzleloader supplies um, that's not online, where somebody can swing by and maybe pick up some caps or uh, ammo or powder or maybe even a firearm. Uh, which Did y'all have it really at the store? Firearm. No, it's all no. Everybody, there's if none. I there's, if there's I had none. a five dollar bill for everybody that because we used to carry it too, and then it got to the point to where with all the ATF and everything else, it wasn't even worth trying to do it. Well, as long as you stay away from the black powder side of it, it's a little easier, you know, for storage and everything. Thank you, else, Osama I, Bin Laden. Because I know it's when it comes to black powder, sometimes they can get a little tricky on storage and where it has to be all that stuff. Yes. But, but if anybody knows, well, we used to just carry the pellets, the triple seven and the power decks and all that stuff like that. And, you know, like I do, we've got the distributors that we both use that you could do stuff like that. But even then they started, uh, oh yeah, by the way, we, I remember one order we ordered in, oh yeah, by the way, here's this, uh, $150 serve or some kind of figure tax or surcharge or whatever they want to put on it and i'm like yeah this is going to be the last some sort of hazardous material uh, exactly. tax on there yeah they, they have a tendency to do that kind of stuff but 
Uh, so if anybody knows of any place where, where there's still muzzleloader supplies, uh, we'd be more than happy to have that information and transfer it uh, through the airwaves to those who may be listening and going, well, I could be out today, but uh, my brother-in-law won't let me borrow three lousy pellets. <laughs> well, I can tell you, you could probably go to Mars in oil, uh, Franklin, Pennsylvania. Oh, well, I would sure. Guarantee they'd have it. Sure, stop on in there real quick. Pick us all it's up. Right on top of the hill. Walmart probably won't because they're turning into Target. So whatever. Well, it's just it's you know I mean even the big box stores they're all they're all gone. I mean guys are running going man you got and they're like no and I'm like oh run to the next place and they ask the same thing do you know any place else that might have anything I mean because everybody's completely so what out. you're saying is somebody who had a little business sense that found it could have gone out there and. Purchased a whole bunch and then just put up a little ad. Hey, come on by. Yeah, but then you have to wait for supply and demand. I mean, it, it would already well, you been said gone. There was lots of demand. Well, there is now. Now that there's none around, but well, how yeah. do you make them? Yeah, I wish I lived in it. the candy land that you talk about. Yeah, whatever. really. I mean, it would all been gone anyway because people would have been like, "Hey, Bill George, you got a bunch of muzzleloader stuff. Let me get it from you." And it'd have been gone. You'd be in the same boat as everybody else. You'd be sold out. Could you imagine? You get a box. You get a box of a. Uh, well, of course, triple sevens would always like to shoot, but you have a box of the pellets and just be like, all right, normal retail on this is about <laughs> 18, 19, $20. <laughs> what do I got for it? I got 25. 40. Yeah, 25. <laughs> yeah, really. You got four or five guys standing. Let the that, bidding begin. That's what I'm saying. Put it in three, put it in three, pe- well, there you go. Put it in three pellet tubes and be like, okay, I got 150 grains right here. What you got for it? <laughs> per shot. Three, three, pe- three pellets and a power bolt. Bolt. <laughs> Or power, power belt, belt. <laughs> you know. Well, it, let's see. It's about what five or six dollars around for a fifty caliber for a BMG. So yeah. uh, one shot for a muzzleloader be you know fifteen bucks. Fifteen bucks. <laughs> I like five the bucks hor- a pellet. Well, and I like the Hornady, uh, so that's a little bit more expensive. Yeah, too. it is. It's nice, but no. Seriously, if anybody knows any place that might have some uh, materials left over, uh, you can give us a call 888-404-1010. 888-404-1010. We'd appreciate it. And I'm sure a lot of people listening would also uh, be appreciative because they will probably be slapping on a pair of dirty pants, getting in the truck, and heading that way wherever it is it might be. So yeah, go out and do it. What are you doing? I'm just going to remind you that uh, we also have a light head, uh, the Wicked Light, that we're going to be giving away. That was your symbol for Wicked Light? Was yeah. like, he looked the, like, I thought he was like, adjusting his hair. He the, did like Bow Winkle and then did like this thing the, in his head like this. And I'm like, what well, in There's the more adjustments on that light than you can imagine. But it's not a headlamp that we're giving away this month, is it? Well, I think it could be used for either. Oh. It has the gun mount, but it can be retrofitted. Yeah. Retro yeah. fitted. Yes. Onto your head. Yes. Is there a drill involved? <laughs> No, for you it's well. That's it may be, stop. For, for you it may be uh, double sided tape. For me it'd be Velcro. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my lord. Well, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll throw Jonathan that. Jonathan is a suction cup. <laughs> we'll throw that out there too. If uh, you want to get your name in the hat for the uh, Wicked Lights that we're giving away this month, the Wicked Light, which is a uh, uh, a retrofitting. One that you can actually put on a rifle or handheld, or as Bill George pointed out, you can stick it to your head, I guess. I don't know. Call, but. call the pretty lady in the Def Leppard t-shirt. There you go. 888-404-1010. 888-404-1010. If you'd like to call, all you need is your name and your number, and we'll put you in the bucket along with everybody else who registered last month, so it's all good. 
because we're giving one of those away each month for this month and next month, and that's over. All right, we are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by G5 Feet and Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Uh, Braden, Jonathan, and Bill George in the uh, studio today. We are uh, enjoying this beautiful weather from inside the studio. It's a nice day out today, so uh, until the wind kicks up a little bit later on, it should be a very nice and functional day. It was nice. It was an enjoyable rainy day yesterday. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the uh, rain until I had to walk back to the truck from the restaurant and realized, man, that is some really cold rain coming out of that sky. <laughs> this is not a summer Florida shower. Those drops that hit me. Was There's like a cold do- front. It was like doing the ice bucket challenge all the way to the truck. I was like, man, that's some cold water right there. Well, I was I was turning around. I was kind of excited. I had a little while back after the last show, I got some of that Hancock seed, that fall mix. And nice. I put it out there. I got clover growing pretty good right now. And. Some other stuff. I'm not too sure what all it is, but uh, it, it, it's coming up. And uh, it's I, like, I wish. Well, when you get ready to replant, let's just say Big Boy yesterday. Big Boy and the Bigger Boy, aka my father, we just purchased us a new little piece of equipment that will make that task a lot easier. What's that? Oh, a nice Land Pride green drill. Ooh, self till. <clears throat> Why don't you just get one of those little things like my dad used to use, where you know you sling it over your shoulder and has a bucket in on the top, and you pour the seat in, you walk and you crank the handle. The, the, this thing right here, all I got to do is back the tractor up to it, hook the tractor to it, dump the seat in the bin, and just oh, you want to plant that field right there? Nice, plant it. <laughs> well, now how long ago did you put that down? A week ago, and you already got stuff popping up. It it was popping up pretty dang quick. When when was the last show we had? October. The October six and seven, something like that. Yeah, six and seven. It was Florida Sportsman. Yeah, something like that. So after it was the week after that that I planted it. So I'm glad to know because mine's still sitting in the trailer. Because where I was going to plant it, I still got to pick pine trees up out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's nice that it's already popped up, man. That's pretty good. Uh, Now, if it just gets uh, a chance to get established before they start munching in on it, mowing it down to the ground level. That would be uh that would be a, a win win for you, my friend. Yes. I yes. hope so. But you don't but, know what the blend is? I mean you said clover's coming up first. Is there any rye in there? I mean is it a winner no, blend? Or? It isn't doesn't seem to have any rye. There's um some weed or something. There's some something that's popping up that's tall and wispy right now and Did you do the fall blend or did something? you do the uh, the fall? The fall What if it's oats? I know there's some some great big there's radish some, or something that's there's supposed a ra- to be- it's got the rafe it's got the it's got wheat it's got uh oh shoot i can't remember all <laughs> that's of why that part of your head has no hair yeah you rub it that hard it all comes out man. Yeah. Don't do that. well you'll, i guess you'll find out in about another uh three weeks Listen, uh, it, you know, as long again. as the deer like it that's I'm true. all good with it. Yes, and and the lady was saying that uh, those turnips, you know, once they eat the tops, you get to eat the bottoms. So hey. that's a win-win for you, my friend. Or pull them up, and the deer love them. Well, that's all good. Now I got to ask you. I know that you spent the last week 
finishing up your gator hunting, are you completely done? All your tags are done? Everything's all gone? I clicked my last tag about 2.30 in the morning, Halloween night. Really? Yeah. So you went out? How was the water? <clears throat> no one out there? Because, you know, everybody else was out trick-or-treating. There was nobody where I was at, but there was nobody that hunted that place but me. And you so. came away with what, a four-foot alligator for all that work? We did We did get one four-foot, um, but that was one that was we were questioning whether or not he was too big or or not. Because I have very specific needs. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so you needed a four-footer for a lamp or something? No, I <laughs> no. I have uh, my dad's buddy, who is a retired Navy SEAL, mm-hmm. had turned around. He makes custom knives, and he wanted where the legs were small enough that we tubed the legs out whole. Mm-hmm. He's going to make a custom knife, and he wants to tan that hide and pull that hide up over the handle to make a custom alligator knife. So I had a need for that. <clears throat> I mean, that'll look good, but as soon as that thing gets wet, it's going to get pretty slippery. Why? Because alligator hide is very smooth. And when it gets wet, it gets smoother. No. Yeah. No. But unless you leave the scoots in it, what are you going to no, use? It, it has texture. Not very much. I mean, uh, uh, well, how many alligators have you harvested? A lot. <laughs> how many alligators have you handled a lot no you haven't yeah i have and i mean gerber even makes a a a rubberized knife a rubberized knife knife that they call what the gator yeah Yeah, because it's rubberized i've got a few of them and when it gets wet it has all those little nodules on it and it grippy grippies gets grippy Listen, I don't know. Somebody could put it in the display case. I don't care. Is he try, there was, was he trying cus- to put you out there with the whole how many the, gators have you handled? Yeah, I guess. I um, there, there, there was a custom request, I got and you. we filled I, it. I, 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 then I had another guy. I'm not poo-pooing the whole thing. Uh, I'm just a saying. A week that- ago or so, we took one that was three foot, but we were catching them live by hand, riding up to them, grabbing a hold of them, bringing them up, tape measuring them, Nope, he's too big because somebody else wanted one for 150 bucks. They wanted a three foot alligator, and we caught alligators to one measured three foot. <laughs> so they could go let it go in Lake Michigan and get in the newspaper no. and go, look, there's an so, alligator in Lake Michigan. But How but did we did we did turn around. We did. I had one hook that was he was solid nine, almost ten, and when George went to harpoon him, the hook got knocked off. So I lost that one, and then we got another one that was over nine. It was nine-something. Well, I have to ask you. You know, we talked about it a little bit off the air uh, last week, but uh, double double G, yeah. G2. Is, uh, do you think one of those is going to make it into the record books at all? What was it? Uh, he got a... He's not putting anything in the record book. That thirteen footer, that wasn't no, it thirteen and some he's change. He's not putting anything. He's not going to take the time to do that. <laughs> Why not? Why wouldn't you do that? That way you're in the you're in the record books for the state of Florida. Okay, <laughs> you're going to ask that with what's hanging on the wall at Arrowhead Archery Shop. What? That's got your name on it. That if <clears throat> I didn't know that it weighed twenty five pounds, I didn't know it weighed that much until the taxidermist weighed it, and then we was, he was already, dude. I tried to get the turkey back. But he was already cutting into it, and as soon as they cut into it, then it's you're done. You're done. Yep. There's no going back. You can't uh, uncut what you've cut. 
So, uh, so yeah. So, well, anyways, wow. No, it, it did was, that leave marks on my back? Or it was. Something? It was a good season for us. So, not as good as double G two. <laughs> Richard, hey Richard, what's going on, man? Oh, just one of these great days. Damn, it's cold out here. The further away from civilization. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? If you roll down all your windows and drive 70 miles an hour, it gets even colder. Be in the 40s. It'll be way down in the 40s. It's okay, mate. I'm I'm going up through Oldsmar up into Odessa, and it says 56 right now. Oh, well, that's nice, man. Well, frisky. Enjoy it while you can. Frisky. Yeah, it's a little windy out here, but you know, right. I just call and checking in on you. We're gonna, I'm gonna take the grandkid up um, probably next weekend to go do a hog hunt. Very nice. What's he, what's, found, he, what's he gonna be using? Um, now Jaden's only six years old, so he's not shooting. He's sitting watching. Hmm, I'm, six I'm, gonna, uh, I'm not gonna, you know, he has to learn that and see what happens and all this stuff before he goes shooting it. Sure, right. I got, I got that two forty three for him, so that's that's good enough. There you go. You you expose him. You got to go with a Bill George route. You got to get one of those seven millimeter oh eight little uh, pistols and let him uh, bounce that off his forehead a couple of times, and then that way he'll really ex- remember the experience. <laughs> <laughs> Well, something like that, if that, that would happen, he would end up bouncing thing off my side of my head. I pulled those stunts on him and he and he told me, You tricked me once, tricked me again <laughs> and he just looks at me and I just you know, we have a good relationship. So I, I don't so. you know, I mean sure, you know, with, yeah. with kids and that you gotta teach them, but you don't want them to get them scared. Yeah. That's, and don't that's want true. to come back. But that, that is true. Even, you know, I found a place up in Burksville. Um, off of, well, not really, Ridge Manor. And, um, you know, that I'm going to go up there. The guy's reasonable. He under, he knows what I want to do and that. And, you know, the wife is kind of like, what are you going to bring a hog for? Why do you want to get a hog? I go, that's what the kid wants to go for. Take you know? it to Al's Wild Meat and yeah. you make sausage out of it, and then she'll be like, go, get some more hogs. Yeah, really. Why, why are you <laughs> shooting a deer? Go kill come, come more hogs. Get them out there. But that's like you know, it's right. It's the guys on the north end of um, oh that um, the swamp up there that comes up. I almost say not. No, it's not. It's not the green swamp. But well, you, you know, got to kind of oh, narrow it down. We are in Florida, so there's quite a few of those. So we have to. <laughs> I know it's up. It's up. It's up there off of Brooksville. So you know, it's not. Isn't Tiger it's, Island? It's, is it? Huh? Is it Tiger Island? No, it's right off of the um, Jumper Creek. Uh, uh, Seventy-five. Is it Jumper there. Creek area? Hell's Tape. Yeah, that I think it's um, Jumper Creek area. Oh, there you go. And the guy, the guy has a good setup, and he doesn't have any problems with, like I say, with the kid coming in and blah blah blah, and you know. Yeah. But the blah 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 part's really important. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm paying the butt, but <laughs> no, I'm, most of the time, most of the time, aren't I? Pain the butt to your hub, Brayden. No, no, you're fine. It's all good. It's all good, man. Well, go out and enjoy your day, man, and get ready. Go get you some ammo. And if you're going out trying to do muzzleloader, you better go uh, start shopping now online somewhere. <laughs> See if you can get it. Because well, apparently- that was something that the kid brought up too. He goes, "Well, let's let's do the first one muzzleloading." I go, hmm. "Nah." Dude, yeah, do a regular one that would do muzzleloader later time when you you know <laughs> center fire. Yeah. He, he, yeah, you know, 
But I'm just gonna, you know, she's just gonna. We're gonna just go, just go out to have a, a good morning. That when we go out and That's you know. Right. Anytime and sitting in a tree stand with a kid is a good time. You're absolutely right. Well, Richard, we got to take a break, man. Go okay. out and have a great day. Enjoy See the you, great weather, man. We'll talk to you oh, soon. Yeah. All right, brother, we got to go. We got to take a break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford and the great and wonderful folks out there at G5 Feed and Outdoor. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. As you know, Liberty Outdoors knows that buying a cooler that is built to last and keep ice for days can be an expensive investment. And that's why Liberty Outdoors built the Justice Series of the durable, roto-molded, hardcore coolers that keep your ice longer. And they're built tough and cost way, way less than similar coolers. Liberty Outdoor coolers come in seven different models from the 20-quart to the big one. That's the big 110. With the wheels, makes it a lot easier to pull that thing around. They come in just about every color and camo. If you want a premium cooler, but you don't want to spend the premium dollars, then Liberty Outdoors is the cooler that you want. And your friends will want it, too, because once they see it, they're like, dude, where'd you get that? I need one of those. So go see all the Liberty Outdoor products today. You can find them really easy. All you got to do is go look it online, libertyoutdoors.us. That's libertyoutdoors.us. And before the uh, break, we were chit-chatting a little bit about the great weather talking a little bit with richard who's going to be out soon hunting with his grandson mm. i'm hoping to get out and maybe do some uh, trigger pulling this year uh it's, it's been quite a dry spell since the uh the island slaughter so well, it'll be a while well and i will say the truck is getting across bridges much better so <laughs> well if the coyotes could do it i guess i could do it too there you go <laughs> I guess if the coyotes can cross the bridge i can't do which brings up something that i wanted to talk about last week and it seems to happen uh this time of year i don't know i don't know the coyotes reproductive cycle i don't know if if it's a year-round venture in the state of florida where Pretty it's much. nice and warm uh you know much like cats or anything else that are out there running around they don't seem to have a a rut period it just seems to be whenever uh the female is the last set got weaned yeah the last set got weaned and mama's ready to go party again i don't know you know it's one of those things but uh i saw a lot of posts especially out of pinellas county about you know people complaining again about the coyote situation and how it's just it's just getting out of hand they're everywhere and i'm like well i know they're not everywhere because i don't see them dead all over the streets (laughs) You know, unless they're really good about picking them up, which I know they're not because a Muscovy duck will get run over about 180,000 times on Ninth or Fourth Street before it disintegrates because nobody's going to pick it up. Yeah. And um, maybe they just learned to watch the road crossing signs and, yeah. you know, street cross. Yeah. Or go out, you know, after eight o'clock, yeah. you know, when, when things kind of shut down and cool down a little bit and then they go moving around. But I always thought, I always find it extremely entertaining. When uh, wait a minute, there's wait that. A minute. I find it entertaining when those people aren't. The, we supposed to live with them? Yeah. When, when those people on that side of the fence do the well, you moved into their territory. You know, you're the one who went in there and built in there, so maybe you should move. And I always, it makes my eyes bleed. I mean, I'm just sitting there going, really? You must. Are you, be, talk, you, are must you talking about here. those people that I was talking to Bill about in the parking lot this morning? That you just give them the finger and say, "Come here." Come here. And then, and then they get close enough and get an arm's reach, and it's like yeah, right you know, up the backside of their head. Well, you'd like to, but, you know, you can't do that. Uh, you, you, every, what not, the heck? Not everybody can be Alec Baldwin. I'm well, just saying that uh, what it is is I love it when they start 
throwing those figures around, and it just tells you, I don't know, just how ignorant the populace is when it comes to that stuff. I mean, they don't really realize that coyotes weren't originally, you know, they ain't from around here, and uh, they got here the same way the fire ants did. They moved down here. Uh, nice weather, nice food, as long as uh, Mrs. Jenkins keeps letting those kitty kitties out and leaving bowls of fruit and yeah. food on the back porch thinking that the kitty kitties are still around, and they're not. And uh, it's the coyotes. Miffy didn't just disappear. Well, she doesn't know that Miffy disappeared, and she's like, wow, boy, he must have been really hungry. Usually it's that food lasts out there for three days, and now it's gone every night when I put it out there. Uh, well, not I, knowing. I can tell you FWC put out one of those little things about living with the yeah the the coyotes and my gosh did they get a rash of stuff from the hunters you yeah. know yeah it's like <laughs> they didn't they, oh they weren't here before they're here now you know oh you see do you Just remember do you it. remember my july 4th instagram post that my daughter helped me put up about uh, one coyote i shot i don't even have instagram well i put one i shot the one that i put up on instagram mm-hmm. i actually got my first negative comment just now like last night what from was, somebody and basically you know what you, was the you, comment i would love to hear this this that was not a fair fight oh okay and my response was no ma'am it wasn't but i was protecting the herd <laughs> hey you know what you should have said you should get on there and go hey i got out of the cart i said hey you want to do this let's do this i picked you know and and, and he ran away i gave him a chance i gave him a chance you want to fight you want to do this hand to hand i'm all right with that let's do it but I he mean, ran off you know so uh so i had to do it the other one way. 300 blackout later and Kikush. it's a pretty much done deal so I, that's how i live with coyotes i love it when uh you know everybody does this screaming and complaining but no one comes up with a solution and then when somebody does say well you know you can go buy those big uh have heart traps and uh you know you could trap it and then uh you know take it back Whoa. out to the country ha- and let a, a it go what a heart have a heart you what know? kind of trap is that it's the big box. They're humane, Bill. It's the big, uh, you know, long. A box uh, trap. Yeah, it's like a box with the sides. I will two, pay. Two. I will pay. That's, That's another one of those a shooting heart. a squirrel in the head with a 7mm 08. Yeah. I will pay good money to see a snowflake walk up to one of those traps with a full-grown coyote in it and to step back no it's not step that back and stop filming no, that's all i gotta say it's when they turn it loose that that, be that's the best what part. i'm saying step yeah. back and start filming is all i gotta say <laughs> but you know the suggestion was you know oh you know there are traps you could go out and you could trap the coyotes and if you and get what the, give them to somebody else t- take them back out into the wild and and let them go so you know it could become somebody else's problem yeah you know like Ocala has enough bears, you know. Well, you know, yeah, I guess we'd go. No, I don't know. Ocala doesn't have enough bears, Bill. I guess we go let them go in uh, Manatee County or somewhere. I, you know, drive down to Okay, Sarasota. I can die happy man now because I just made him laugh without a comeback. I, 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 I like, you know, all these people that think we're going to go put them out in the country. Well, anybody who has four, five, you know, two acres, they don't need a dozen of those in their yard. You well, know, and they, they they can keep them over here in the city. What com- <laughs> what comment did you make a long time ago talking about the bears? They have four legs, yeah. and they do a thing called migrate. So yeah, they, they, they move they around. Move. And- I mean, <laughs> yeah, I always said, you know, I thought automobiles were, you know, they did their they did their job. They keep the the Scobie duck population down in Pinellas County. Uh, they keep the squirrel population down in Pinellas County. I think those feral cats help with that too. Uh, the cats, uh, you know, they're 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 starting to come out. Uh, my pack 
my uh, my coyote pack that lived behind my house back in the ditch that I would hear every time that they were successful. You know, people always say, man, those coyotes are out there, you know, hollering, hooting and hollering and barking and chirping and everything. I said, yeah, it's called a dinner bell. They're just letting yeah. the cousins know the yeah. soup's on. That means uh, they're letting all the puppies and everybody else around know that mama got something good. So come on, let's go get eat this thing. And I haven't heard them a lot. But then I started seeing pictures. Uh, Tom Free, our buddy, got a couple of coyotes down off of 62nd Avenue by the golf course there. So I guess they've moved on to greener pastures. So they're not in my territory anymore. Now the reason I know that is because there's this cat one, population there's, coming back. It's <laughs> this one black cat that uh, has been perusing around like he owns a place. And I'm like, okay, enjoy it while you can, man, because you know <laughs> they will be back. And when they come back, they you ain't they, gonna they, they 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 migrate. They circle. You're gonna you're gonna be uh, <laughs> they're gonna double back sooner or later. You're gonna turn into a little fur pellet somewhere outside of Fossil Park. So that's uh, what's going to happen. The, the white swans and everything else that they're eating at the golf course are only going to last so long. So long, and- man. Then they got to move. But I think it's also funny that the FWC basically, you know, when all these people call and complain, they go, there's there's nothing we can do, man. There And there isn't. There, I mean, it's, that's why they come out. I know it sounds, you know, petty and whatever, but they came out with that flyer. Living with coyotes in your, I mean, yeah, what else can they do? There's something yeah. they can do. It's called but, a PSE Fang crossbow. We sell them at Arrowhead Archery for 350 bucks. There you go. I can, you know. If it's in your backyard. I'm sorry that that came out wrong. If it's in your backyard, <laughs> I would I would uh, guess that uh, they would probably not be facing uh, no. prosecution. If, as long uh, as the bolt stayed in your yard. As long, yeah, as long as it didn't stick in uh, neighbor Johnson's fence or something, you're all good. <laughs> so that means you're going to have to be up on the roof, shoot at a downward angle, so that when it goes through, it goes right Two story house. You got the problem solved. There you go, right there. Set up a tree stand in the backyard. You're all good. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. Aaron doesn't seem amused by her talk. I think she has a pet coyote at home. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feed Outdoors and Brandon Ford. No, we won't start. Hey! Come in and talk! No, it's the uh, Big and Wild Outdoors. Let's do it! No. (laughs) If Glenn is hunting, he will literally fall out of the tree to his death. We can't do that. He's unclipping the hunter safety system right now. I can be there in 20 minutes if I just keep the pedal to the floor. All right. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, and Bill George in the studio today. I wanted to remind everybody uh, coming up uh, today from 11 a.m. to, I mean, from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m., you've got the uh, Fishing for Ryan uh, deal going on over at Hula Bay. Everyone is invited if you'd like to go over there and... Hang out. It's a fishing tournament out there. They're going to get out there and um, raise some money for the Hillsboro Firefighters Benevolent Relief Fund. Uh, it's a good cause by everyone. I mean, who doesn't like a, a fireman? I mean, seriously. I mean, uh, it's not just all about, you know, putting out fires with those guys. I mean, every time you see a fire truck and an ambulance going somewhere, it doesn't I, mean that there's a fire. Did you see the look on her face when you said, who doesn't love a fireman? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the smile. Settle down. <clears throat> you like firemen, do you, Aaron? I, I'm not going to ask Jonathan that question. I sure do. I love men in uniform. Oh, they, well, there you go. Well, they only put it on. What, what's uniform? Because they only put it on when they're like going to go do stuff, I think. 
I like the fly boys the best. They're my favorite, the the airborne guys. So if you show up in a garbage uh, guy's unitar, what do they call that thing? <laughs> what do they Sanitary. Call it? <laughs> What do they like call a onesie? That? A onesie? What does they call that thing? What is it called? I don't know. I can't remember. Coveralls. 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 Or, yeah, coveralls. That's all it takes? Coveralls and a couple of patches? Maybe even a mechanic. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, anyway, uh, if you want to go check out some gorgeous firefighters today with Aaron, uh, go over uh, to uh, Hula Bay. It's happening all day over there. Hillsboro uh, Firefighters Benevolent Relief Fund. Uh, they're going to go out there, raise a lot of money, hopefully. It's a charity event, so there's going to have food, and they're going to have fun, and they're going to have giveaways and all that kind of stuff, as well as the tournament going on. Uh, it's all through the – there's parking over there. If you've never been there before, all you got to do is just go south on West Shore Boulevard, make a right on uh, – what is it? Tyson Avenue until you get to the big marina right there on the left-hand side. And uh, they got lots of food and fun and all that kind of stuff. Um I know that uh, our friends from Barracuda Tackle are going to be over there hanging out today. I think uh, Tara and Zeke are going to be there and lots of captains and guides. And Big Suge going to be there? Big boys will be there. I don't know if, I don't know if Suge's going to be there or not. Um, I haven't I heard, heard from him lately. I haven't seen him. He's been out filming. He's, uh, he's been out I've filming I've been keeping up TV with him on show. social media. Yeah, maybe you should get Instagram. Maybe. Maybe. I, I've been pretty successful staying off uh, – even Facebook since turkey season. I've only been on there a couple times. Well, that's because the FWC can track you a lot better when you're on there. Well, they do that. <laughs> I heard they made a great big bust of people picking palmetto berries the other day. Yeah, I had a gentleman who came in, and uh, he was going out to his lease to go out and do some... Uh, that a boy, Bill, bring it right back around the palmettos. <laughs> doing some muzzle loader. He wanted to get out there nice and early, and he pulled up there, and there's... Law enforcement of various uh, branches that were there, and they were rounding up quite a few people who were out collecting the... Uh, they are just trying to pick some berries. Come on, man. Yeah, they were out there collecting the... Apparently, uh, worth its weight in gold, palmetto berries. Yes. And I guess as long as that is out there and they're worth that much, then I guess there'll probably be people who go out to try to take advantage of that. So And, and it's, you know... I look at it, it's like, okay, it's a palmetto berry. But when we came time for the bear thing, that was one thing that the state got hammered on. That's right. Oh, you're taking the, the natural food from from the bear and the deer and everything. And we are. You know, it, it, it just it is a fact that when they go out there and pick those. But FWC has uh, not allowed that on their land. The Forest Service, they did allow it up until a couple of years ago, and then it got banned there also. But... You know, that berry's going out there and being used for medicinal purposes and other stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, well, at the, least that's it, what is, they say. it is valuable. And so with anything like that, it it allows people to uh, have the desire to go make some money. And they're willing to go jump a fence and cut a fence and go in there and pick them and start throwing bags of them over fences and have somebody come along with the pickup truck and pick them up, mm-hmm. you know? Illegal or not, somehow or another they're going to do it. It's all in uh, what you want to live with, so. I guess. Well, uh, I know that you said your gator season is wrapped up, and I know we didn't go all the way, but are you completely done, or you still it, have something it, left? It is completely done for you're me. Done. Um, so you're you out, know, you're out, you're out, you're out, you're done. Well, come November 1, it, you, you're either done or you're sending tags back, and if you do have tags... They have to be returned back to FWC by November 15th. 
If you do not send those tags back, and you're supposed to fill out your harvest report forms also, if you do not do that, you will be getting a phone call, a letter, an email, and then followed up by an in-person visit. Visit. Yes. If you do not take care of your paperwork, and that's mm-hmm. because FWC has to report back to the feds what the disposition of every one of those tags are because they're controlled, you know, in an international market. That tag has to be accounted for, whether or not it's valid on a hide, what size hide it was, all the way through. Right. Well, so. I know that uh, back in the day, that was when I used to get the most visits from Greg. Is uh, He'd come by and go, what are you doing over here? It's like, I'm just in the neighborhood collecting some tags. You know? <laughs> and I was like, gator tags? He goes, yeah. He goes, so I got a dude over here about two streets from you and a guy over here on my foot first. And really, so I got about five guys over here. I'm going to go over and knock on the door and try to get them back or get them mailed in or whatever. So uh, they will... Come they and, will come hunt you they down. Will, they will come mm-hmm. and find you. And and if if you turn around and get in trouble like that, it prevents you from uh, applying in future years. So, <laughs> Does it really? I mean, yes. do they put like a little black mark, they hash you, mark or something next you on to your a blacklist. Really? Yeah. You know, I went to... Um, I went That's to, why Jonathan hasn't been applying lately. Oh. <laughs> no, I to, I, that's I wanted, not true. <laughs> I wanted to ask you this. You're a funny he guy did, this he, morning. He just didn't have enough fun when we took him and his daughter Oh, no, to I had a blast. It. Speaking of that, I, I wanted to ask you this, Bill George. The last time that I renewed my license, which was two months ago, I think it was two months ago, um, I wanted to ask you that because there's a, there's an area there that you can go and look at your own stuff, you know, uh, things you've applied for, your permits and all yes. that kind of thing like yes. that. But I, I noticed that I don't have any, like, preference points or anything like that. Are, are they even still using that in there, or is that a they, system they that they haven't using, even done? They are using preference points. For every time you apply for quota hunts, whether or not it's a a general gun, a muzzleloader, an archery permit, if you fail to get drawn in the first round of drawings, then they put you a preference point. But the year you don't make an application, you don't, you lose any points that you had. (laughs) Really? Yeah. So it, it doesn't just build up like a savings account, and you can use them at any no, time. No, you have to. You have to apply and be a loser, <laughs> or get drawn, and then turn your permit back in. And that's one of the problems some of us have is people just want to build up preference points, so they apply, get a permit that somebody else would have wanted, and then later on they turn it back in and they get all their points. And they keep building up points. So, and and our belief is the agency should have a method where you say, "I'm applying for points only." If you if you look at some of the states that do that, that way you're not tying up a permit that somebody else wants. Wants, yeah. Well, you know, I, I went on there and I went to go look online to see what permits were still available for uh, any kind of hunts or anything like that around there. And another one that I wanted to uh, look up for was the. Um, the recreational use ones to see how well those things are still doing. And there were only a couple of places that were listed on there. And, uh, of course everything was just sold out, sold out, sold out, sold out. So it doesn't matter. It was 10 pages and it was all completely sold out. All of it's gone. And I sat there and I thought to myself, this can't be 
everybody, when all you hear is complaining about the management areas and how tough it is and how crowded it is and all that stuff. So I really think that's the first thing I thought of was these guys were grabbing a hold of them, hanging on to them until they gave them back up or whatever. or didn't even use them just for the preference points well, for, for and- a future thing. And that, I don't think that. There's some I stuff. Hate that. I, I, I'm with Glenn. It should be a first come, first serve deal. Mm-hmm. They can't handle first come, first serve. They used to be able to. I'm just telling you, with the alligator stuff, it just drives the system crazy. I would like to see the point where we get away from quotas as far as hunters. If you we want to limit how much game is taken, then you turn around and you say, okay, this piece of property, we're going to allow the harvest of 50 deer off of it. And when we make that, deer it's closes. Done. It's done. Deer closes, but you could still hunt pigs, and you could still hunt rabbits and squirrels and whatever else. But um, I have found where there's people as young as two years old applying for permits. And yeah. I can tell you, they're not using them. No, they're not. And you know what? You know what would help with that? A tag system. Hmm. That way, you know, each county. Every, it's like, in the wind. It's, I'm just saying, like in every county in Missouri, you know how many deer are going to be taken out of each and every county, what sex they'll be, and when the uh, limits reach, it's kind of like our bear hunt. When it's done, it's done. And that's it. No more tags are issued to that county. It's all Ooh. done. So it's easy, easy peasy. Oh, wow. Simple and easy. Mm. All right, got to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Oh, my gosh. It's top of the hour. Why did you do that? We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay with us. Hour two.